This is an extract from the J.G. Ballard book, Crash. In his vision of a car crash with the actress, Vaughan was obsessed by many wounds and impacts, by the dying chromium and collapsing bulkheads of the two cars meeting head-on in complex collisions endlessly repeated in slow-motion films, by the identical wounds inflicted on their bodies, by the image of the windshield glass frosting around her face as she broke its tinted surface like the death-born Aphrodite, by the compound fractures of their thighs impacted against the handbrake mounting, and above all, by the wounds to their genitalia, their <sighs> uterus pierced by the, her- by the heraldic beak of the manufacturer's medallion, his semen emptying across the luminescent dials that registered forever the last temperature and fuel levels of the engine. <laughs> Coming out of my cage. <laughs> I've been doing just fine. Fuck you, Andy. <laughs> I fucking hate you. That's uh, that's unnecessary. Gotta gotta be down because I want it all. I started off with a kiss. How did it end up like this? It was only a kiss. It was only a kiss. Hi, I'm Dan, and welcome to Unusual Suspects Podcast, episode sixty-four. Do you know how difficult um, that was for me to not just burst into song? with that is that why you were angry because it I was, was just i had to hold it mr. in mr brightside mm-hmm. and okay. he hates mr brightside and i wanted to i wanted to full-on go for it but it's a bit early in the episode why do you hate mr brightside the number one of the smash hits in the uk a breakout single if you will for the killers way back in 2000 you, you don't know the, <laughs> back, i don't know back then I just fucking hate it. I remember someone saying that I should like it because it's rock music and I oh. nearly flipped a table. But I i don't think I've ever gone from like such heightened joy to rage as quickly as, well, it was the length of the um, of the intro song, wasn't it? Yes. <laughs> you know, I read a lovely, delightful little passage from Crash mm-hmm. and then it gets, ironically, crashed to pieces, crashed to pieces. <laughs> Fuck me. I'm so angry I can't fucking get my words out. He really hates Mr. Brightside. Such a dickhead. I like to send him Mr. Brightside memes when he's least expecting it. There's a Mr. Brightside memes? I don't even know. There's so many. I sent him one about a fish the other day, didn't I? Started out as a fish. (laughs) (laughs) How did it end up like this? You know when people used to rickroll people? I like to Mr. Brightside, Andy. You know, like when you see the, like, chart of evolution and you've got a fish that then like walks on land it was essentially that right with i'm coming out of my show and i'm doing just fine and i was like why 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 do i need to see this because you do because it's a meme it's funny it's not it's bullshit it's a bullshit song to you it's not funny and many other things are not funny it's a really good album it's a good album it's possibly one of my favorite albums anyway i'm dan and (laughs) i'm joined by not Mr. Brightside, in fact, Mr. Sad Boy. Sad, sad Side. <laughs> I don't know sad if that's boy. the opposite of Mr. Brightside. I, surely, I don't know. Surely bright, Dull is sad. the opposite of Bright. Mr. Dull, what's the opposite of Side? <laughs> the other side? Oh. Mr. Dull, Mr. other side. It's not really got a good ring to it. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Andy's here. <laughs> Hi, Andy. Hi, everyone. Feeling positive as always? Who's, yeah, reading Crash at the moment, uh, that film from a 
few weeks ago now that we watched he's reading the book and um yeah all i heard was semen was the last thing from the extract <laughs> i think it was out. wounds to the genitalia that made me throw yep. up in my mouth a little bit by the time this uh. is out i am hoping to have done a breakdown of the comparisons between the book and the film <laughs> ah. so enjoy that i feel like i'm back at school why like my english teacher got pissed off at me because i was reading silence of the lambs so she made me compare it to troilus and cressida and it was a fucking nightmare yeah but they're totally okay. different things aren't they that was the point and she was like you're 15 you shouldn't be reading silence of the lambs whereas i'm wait. comparing a book to a film I know, yeah but that's what but it made wait. me think of this also makes me think of the amazing idea we came up with after the show last time with the new feature that will hopefully appear soon called compare and contrast <laughs> We won't give it away. Don't give it away. But we we came up with this amazing idea. On paper, sounds amazing. But we'll we'll get to it at some point, I think. Join us uh, uh, straight from school is Penny as well. Hi. Do you know what's really weird? Last night I had a dream that I was at school and go. they were like, you need to do your GCSEs. And I was like, already did it, mate. No, like, you need to do them again. I was like, no, I've got a job. What was the other dream that I beat up Andy or something? What was that other one? Oh, you were mad at Andy because he had stolen loads of your stuff and not given it back, even though you were poor and you needed it to sell and you used someone yeah. to spy on him. <laughs> I've got news for you. That wasn't a dream. That actually happened. Let's not beat around the bush, though. You wouldn't be able to beat me up. You didn't beat him up. I don't know, I could probably... But he wouldn't be able to, even in a dream, uh, can do it. I wouldn't, okay, f physically... because <laughs> he's a probably... pussy old. Physically, <laughs> emotionally. Physically, uh, yeah, physically I wouldn't be able to beat you up, but I would just mind fuck you until you just run away. So I'd sing I... Mr. Brightside at you. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that going. might work. That might yeah. work. That's my kryptonite. That's all in your head, Andy. I know, that's not one of the lyrics. The dumb hour. Fuck it. About, so, something about me being a star. Something about. Oh, that's a good chest. one. Andy, you're a star. Is a banger. <laughs> I'm. I am holding it in, singing it so bad. We are um, four away. I know we're not. We're five away from uh, our oh, sexy God. special. <laughs> if anyone is uh, counting down, countdown. Uh, so because stupid. we're. We're. It's going to be the greatest show. I remembered what we we're doing for that the other day and had a little cry. Yep. So, uh, it's, uh, for no reason at all, 69 special, keep an eye out for it. It's, uh, we're only a couple more away. And uh, for no reason at all, we're doing something sexy. For <laughs> well, not for no reason. Everyone knows yes. the reason. Because we'd like to cling on to the memes and keep them there, close to our heart. It's a meal for everyone. <sighs> Andy, how have, um, <laughs> what have you been watching this week? I watched a film about America. America? Oh. Where about is that? America. I've never heard of it's... it. Where is it? Sure. It's west of here. <laughs> Just over Specific. there. I've actually pointed east, so I've gone the wrong way. It's west of here. <laughs> what, like Bristol? <laughs> yeah, I know Bristol is a... west now. You go to Bristol, it's a little bit further, and then you're there. Nice. You cross a small pond. Oh, I've heard of the pond. Yes. This film was called America the Motion Picture, dropped on Netflix this year. It is Netflix's first adult uh, animation. Huh? Is it? Mm -hmm. Is it? Mm -hmm. Is it? Oh, it's Did a movie. Sorry, feature-length animation. Yeah. Uh, okay, right, right, right. I was thinking there was a couple of... Uh, Big Mouth. Adult-y, yeah, animations on there, but yeah. 
So it's an. Um, so you watched an anime. <laughs> it's, not <laughs> it's not an anime. It's not an anime because it's not. It's not uh, Japanese animation. It's, I imagine, done in America. Sure. And uh, so what's it about? This is the story of the founding fathers. We're all familiar with Abraham Lincoln. He was a vampire hunter. Vampire hunter. Yeah, obviously, very famous. But this goes into more detail about George Washington and their fight against those bastard Brits and their attempt to take over at the Gettysburg Address. In an animation? In an animation, yeah. Can I ask, did you watch this just for the podcast or on purpose? No. No, I was going to watch this anyway. Interesting. And I'll tell you why. It's got one hell of a cast. Channing Tatum as George Washington. (laughs) Now I wish it was live action. Could you imagine buff Channing Tatum in that funny little wig? (laughs) He, uh, I mean, George Washington is absolutely shredded in this. Good. But it's got, it's got like a load of the sort of faces you would see in it. Like Abba Nash is in it. Lucky Yates, Judy Greer, all from Archer. They're they're in it. Killer Mike is a blacksmith. Simon Pegg. Andy Sandberg, Bobby Moynihan, yeah, Jason Mantzoukas. Is he doing his only voice? Olivia Mum. He's doing his only voice, yeah. his voice, yes. But it tells the story of the revolution against the Brits. Uh, and if you if you would like, I can. I'm happy to take you through it. In a, yes, please. A, a lovely jaunt through history. You know how much I love history. Is it told like not in like um a drunk history kind of parody style. It's like a serious thing. I'm just trying to grasp why Netflix... Yeah. Is it educational? Yeah. It's based on real events. It says based on actual events at the beginning. And let me tell you what happens. Right. I don't like it when he doesn't answer your question. <laughs> like mm, that. Rude. So we meet George Washington and Abe Lincoln and they're best buds and they're at the Ford Theatre. And what? they're about... Was that a question already? I was just like, were they friends in real life? I don't know a lot about American history, so I'm going to rein that in and just let you go for it. Sorry. They were best friends, according to this, based on actual history. Yeah, but Tusk was based on actual events. Doesn't mean anyone got turned into a walrus, though, does it? Well, that is true. But we meet Benedict Arnold. Are you familiar with Benedict Arnold? Yeah, he makes really good eggs. He's a guy who's affected to the British during the uh, revolution. But he's also a werewolf. Oh, okay, right, yeah, there we go. that's why he didn't right, answer your okay. question. Yeah, <laughs> brilliant. He's also a werewolf. So he, there's a lot of like subtle nods in this that are quite fun. So instead of them watching our American cousin, they're watching Stomp. Stomp, okay. Right. <laughs> and it's just genius. So the werewolf, Benedict's werewolf, kills Abe Lincoln. Oh. And as he's dying. Now who's going to kill the vampires? Well. We'll get to that. But George as he's dying, Washington. he tells George Washington to free the colonies and name her America. And as he's sort of dying, he's, he's had his throat slashed. He's been roadhoused. Oh. Right. And as he's dying, like blood is pissing everywhere and it's getting in George Washington's mouth and stuff. And when he dies, <gasps> he fucks. When he dies, Abe Lincoln farts, his head falls off, and George Washington. <laughs> Goes out into the street to find Benedict Arnold Dan's and then face. karate chops a load of Brits. <laughs> it's worth noting, he's got chainsaws <laughs> that come out of his sleeves. <laughs> Alright, so... This is another one of your... This is real history, you know, kind of things. Right, okay, so it's... It's a... 
what a, a, a grotesque comedy kind of thing like i, I wouldn't necessarily say it's grotesque i would say it's factually accurate no it isn't you're a liar okay it's um animation it's a thing that some people were in it's yeah. a retelling of actual events to be funny yes okay sure mate like uh tarantino does yeah it's just like that but the whole way through and drawn drawn instead of acted but after george washington beats up with the brits he starts to chase benedict's werewolf he jumps on a carriage and there is a bald man he calls the transporter who looks like chase and statham and they <laughs> drift around <laughs> and escape what so what there's a an actual there's bald a, man called the transporter he's called his name is the transporter he looks and like, he Jason, looks like Statham, Jason Statham, and he drives a carriage in the 17th century. Right. Okay. Dan struggling. Okay. Okay. So this is parody. Okay. Right. Well, <laughs> this is hey, it's based on actual events. It says at the yeah, beginning. It wouldn't yeah, lie yeah, to yeah. us, would it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Sure. 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 So he goes to the funeral for Abe, and he meets his future wife, Martha, who is played by Judy Greer. Oh, I should add... Uh, Benedict Werewolf is played by Andy Samberg doing quite a fun accent but Judy Greer is there she's singing a ballad she's singing Eternal Flame with an electric guitar nice and they immediately that song that was well known back in the day of um... Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah they go back to his house they fuck immediately and then she announces that she is instantly pregnant because she just knows okay Dan hates you already (laughs) He opens a literal box of backstory, <laughs> which is just like Polaroid pictures of him and Abe. Uh, the reason Abe used to have a big top hat is because he had a massive deformed head and it was the only thing that would cover it up. That's not true because Abe Lincoln Vampire Hunter was also based on actual events and they're different, so they can't both be true. Well, that's true. I apologise there, If you think about it, Pen, this is set after the events of uh, Abe Lincoln Vampire so, so they could both be correct mm, his head could have been deformed after he wore the hat for years and years and years that is true <clears throat> he decides to avenge Abe and put together a team to take on Benedict Werewolf are they the Avengers are they what sorry the Avengers they're avenging Abe nope I don't know how many weird like pop culture things were chucking in here so i was just like um, okay well le- well let me let me say this the first ever commando handshake was done by george washington and sam adams played by jason Manzukas. they talk about how the brits are afraid of beer and sam adams says they're shitting their pants about it and it's all diarrhea and like that he has joined the team why are they scared of beer i don't know because it's the opposite of tea is it Beer is not Apparently the op- so. coffee's the opposite of tea. A coffee would be the opposite. Like well. other side is the opposite of side. <laughs> they decide they need to find some horsemen, and they go to a Need for Speed style event, like Fast and the Furious, called Horse Wars, similar to Race Wars from Fast and Furious, where they're all sort of painted in neon paints and have um, that's fun, like go faster stripes and stuff. <laughs> there I was thinking you've actually watched something quite i'm not gonna say like interesting but like this <laughs> sounds interesting but there i was thinking the in- intellectual man that you are was like oh andy's gone for something like a done history route but no 
no. No, no. No, no. It's one of those where it's like, it's like that fucking Henry Rollins film. <laughs> it's just like that. That Henry Rollins film was great. I will say these horses, they live their lives one quarter mule at a time. Sure. Uh, they end up hiring Paul Revere, who's played by Bobby Moynihan. He's the, the one that said the British were coming, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to put some history in this if it kills me for you, Dan. Okay. They then meet Thomas Edison. He invented... Fuck. He wasn't the light bulb, was he? No. Well, he was the light bulb. Yeah. believe so, yeah. He was the light bulb. He wasn't the... <laughs> or electricity, I think. He was like... I think he created like AC currents. But... It's basically Tony Stark, but Chinese, played by Olivia Munn. <laughs> I yeah. don't know why Thomas Edison has to be Chinese. So Tony Stark, but Chinese, but Chinese. played by Olivia Munn. Right, yeah. so you the it's degrees Thomas of Edison. separation there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> right. They, they have gloves that shoot out lightning, and it is incredible. They also enlist Geronimo, who was a Navajo tracker. Mm. and he talks about how he doesn't really want to join them because he assumes that at some point they're going to fuck him like to his descendants but eventually he gives in and now there's a team of four okay right cool we then meet king james played by simon Pegg. now he's a big fat fuck he's talking about how he wants to take over the country and they've got this big master plan him and benedict werewolf a little nice little touch He's talking about everyone should be obeying him. And in the background, there is a Shepherd Fairy style obey poster with his nice. face on it. Dan doesn't care. Keep going. He's switched off already. Yeah, he's out. Meanwhile, George and the gang, they go <laughs> to this bar where Benedict Arnold is. It's called Vietnam. Oh, of course it is. And it escalates yeah. and the whole place blowing up. There's like a big sort of fight. Can, everyone. Can I, can I, can I just... Can I... <laughs> Can, can I like I'm fine with films like I just I need just I'm fine with films doing this I don't know if it's just the way Andy describes it but it sounds like when the meta films come in like everything is self-aware and stuff like everything has to be like the bar what was it the bar is called Vietnam mm-hmm. yeah sure why like does it does it need like I get I, I get you're trying to go look this is the thing that happened in real life and we're making reference to it and stuff but and I don't want to feel like I'm shitting on this because I have no idea if the, if this is good or not but everything's got to be meta these days because we're all horribly self aware yeah does it have to be meta that we're all on a burning ball floating in space and everything's horrible yeah <sighs> it all is right, self aware it it does make nods to itself later on but. Geronimo gets attacked by the werewolf. He gets his arm bitten and he has to cut his arm off. <laughs> and after they've cut the arm off, there's like a classic horse chase between like the gang on... I bet it's not as good as the one in Vampire Hunter though, is it? Where they're all okay going on the horses. Well, I would say it's better. And I'll tell you why. Obviously, there's a big load of <laughs> police carriages behind them that then crash in a big pileup, as well as a sort of drift around two lorries similar to <laughs> baby driver nice and somehow there's a helicopter that follows them into a tunnel like mission impossible again i think i would have liked this if this was live action a lot more i want to see buff channing tatum in a george washington weakness. yeah channing tatum as uh george washington <laughs> and the, all of this going on i'll be into it i mean it's pretty it's still pretty fun it would just be silly if it was live action <laughs> 
Yeah, <laughs> that's what I thought. So Benedict Arnold manages to get away because the horse carrying six people can't jump over a river. And George Washington's all down on himself. He's like, oh, what's the point? We can't bother. There's no, we're never going to be able to do it. I can't avenge him. So Martha middle names him oh. as George Bon Jovi Washington. <laughs> okay. They realise that... I'm going to use that other dog. They're living on a prayer or something. <laughs> they find like this um, leaflet to a secret meeting somewhere in Gettysburg, <laughs> but they don't say where. So they spend the, the whole Gettysburg film. address. They don't know the Gettysburg address. They're tr- trying to find the Gettysburg address. It's, see, yeah. it works. It's it's so clever. I'm in. Dan, I'm into it. It's genius. He's drinking out of his unicorn mug and looking at you with disdain right now. They decide to hunt down a blacksmith because they need to make a silver bullet for Benedict's werewolf. So they find Killer Mike, who is a blacksmith, and there's a conversation about them calling him Mr. Smith because. I assume he is of colour. Correct. Black Smith, as I will refer to him, <laughs> refers to himself as a, metallur- a metallurgist. Yep. Which is close to a metallurgist, but not as good. He is close and to a plan- metallurgist. He says they don't have enough silver to make a silver bullet, so they have to break into a ship in Boston Harbour. Where the tea party is. Where there's going to be a giant tea party oh, to get silver yeah. spoons. I do know more about American history than I thought. Turns out King James is steeping local colonists with tea to turn them into Brits. So he's just, (laughs) (laughs) he's got a giant teapot pouring tea and it's like turning them into redcoats. What's this called? I'm going to add it to my Netflix list right now. (laughs) America, a motion picture. So the ship they're on ends up burning down and sinking and they get away. And it just explodes in the bay and they are devastated and they say, I can't believe the Titanic has just exploded. Let's just blame it on an iceberg. <laughs> so that's what happened oh, to Titanic. Alright, no. Now, no. I tried to get on board. Now I've, I've lost now. Sorry. It's also worth noting, and I think this is a legit thing that George Washington did, is that every time he like has a lot of Bible quotes in reality... But every time he makes a quote that sounds like it could be from the Bible, he finishes it with John 3.16. So he says, it's like we take two steps forwards, one step back, John 3.16, but just does it scattered around. That's not funny. It is. Most people aren't going to know if it's the right Bible verse. That's not funny. I didn't write it. Why are you having a go at me? Because it's just... That's just bad. (laughs) That's just bad writing. That's That's just bad. Why can't you see... Is it just me here alone? Gonna, oh. He's uh, he's in bed with Martha and he's struggling to sleep. And he eventually does fall asleep and sees Abe Lincoln in a dream. Ghost. And it's all bright lights and like ethereal music playing. And he's like, why is it so bright? And Abe's like, oh, sorry, I did this. I just thought it'd be more comforting. He turns the light switch on and he's just in an old warehouse. Right. And George Washington is like, oh, I thought it would be nicer than this. And Abe says, well... We had to put the production budget into the third act and we we had to make this look more basic. But the plan was to you to for you to fight a giant hydra with all of the rules of King James and every time you cut a head off, another head appeared. And they talk about how cool that would look and stuff. I can feel how much Dan hates that mm-hmm. through the screen. Yeah. That's why he picked it. He wakes up and Martha's been abducted by Benedict Arnold and taken to the Gettysburg address. Do we ever find out what the address is? Yes. <laughs> So, King James, who has a hover throne, yep, of course, yep, yep, 
is continuing sure. to talk about his plan with Benedict Arnold. And he's saying to one of his minions that, you know, we need to have this done in three weeks, or it, like as soon as possible. And his minion is like, well, we can do it in three weeks. And he's like, okay, presses a button and out shoots like a little demon football that is anthropomorphic and eats him. Now you now the, eat the ball. He eats the minion. The, the minion that the, said they could do it in three weeks. Yeah, because it's not quick enough. So okay. he eats him. The ball is called Manchester. What? The, this, you're losing me. Oh, now you now okay. you're lose yep. you're getting lost now. Yeah. I think I'm about to get you back on board here, Ben. Okay. Whilst this is happening, George takes the gang to a treehouse that him and Abe Lincoln used to have when they were kids. Aww. And they've realised that they need to do some cryptography because that was Abe's superpower. He was a known cryptographer. I know this because not only is this based on actual events, this also happened in National Treasure 2. The greatest national treasure. What is a cryptographer, please? What's a cryptographer? Yeah. Someone who makes codes and stuff. Oh, I did not know that. So he does... There's a, a scene where George is hacking into this big hacking. sort of... Hacking. All the computers that He's they had. hacking. Into, into like a, co- a wooden... Listen to him. A wooden compass mainframe. And oh, the fuck dialogue... off, Andrew. The fuck dialogue... Off. You're right, I'm back in. The back dialogue in. is a shot-for-shot version of the hacking scene from the Hugh Jackman film, Swordfish. <laughs> including the dialogue. He breaks the code... He's realised he's talking all this like jargon about spanning tree protocols and and ping rates and stuff. Ping! Ping. He's done this through wooden compasses and he's realised that What rate of ping does a wooden compass have? It doesn't say. Is it a good ping rate? It doesn't say. Is it better than mine? No, it doesn't say because they didn't have have any fucking logic when they were fucking writing this. Like, that'd be funny. (laughs) Carry on. They've (laughs) realised he's hacked the code and realised that A equals one. Oh... Smart. And thus, the Gettysburg Address is one America Street. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> Meanwhile, having retrieved all of the silver and given it to the blacksmith, Geronimo and the blacksmith are in a strip club and they're talking about the Vietnam scene, saying, imagine being so used to winning that when you lose a Vietnam, you claim it as a win <laughs> and people only realising from a shit cartoon. That's what they did. Is that meta enough for you, Dan? That's, That's smart. the best joke. That's the best joke. Okay, cool. George and the gang, meanwhile, are sneaking into One America Street to the theme of Axel F, but it's played on panpipes. <laughs> Ax- but it turns what, out... Whoa, 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 whoa. Axel F, what Crazy Frog, you mean? No, what? Do, do, Crazy do, Frog do, remixed do, do, Axel do, F, but it was do, from... But now I do want to go ping, bing, because stupid Crazy Frog. Fuck's sake. It turns out it's a trap, and it's actually full of inflatable red coats and cardboard ones. And it unleashes a bomb with which Paul's horse Clyde <laughs> runs away with. They then are sad that the horse has now been like imploded. So they enlist the help of Clara Barton to save the horse. Clara Barton was the founder of the American Red Cross. Oh, didn't know that one. Around the same sort of time. King James is talking about all the food in America and what his favourite places to rule would be because of the food. And he's talking about like it's my kind of king. double stuffed pizzas and tacos and stuff. Hot dogs. But Benedict Werewolf kills him because he doesn't want a slice when he can have the whole pie. Right. Makes sense. So now King James is dead, Benedict Werewolf is now the top 
dog or wolf, but, um, you could but, say. But, but. George goes to Yolmart oh. <laughs> to buy guns so that they can arm like the millions of friends that they've got. In a battle of the ages, Geronimo turns back up, although he did think about running off and booking an air T&P. T&P. Jealousy, oh, a TP. Oh. Turning Satan to air TMP. And <laughs> the saddest singing of Mr. Bryce I've ever. George has a uniform that he hands out to up, all of all of the team. It's red, white, and blue, obviously, stars and stripes on both. Of course. And as they're putting it on, an eagle turns up and flies over them, and he's like, it's the national bird, it's here to save us. <laughs> and then they play the national anthem, and it's free bird. Nice. That's what it should be. Mm-hmm. It'd be long, though, wouldn't it? Yep. It's a shortened version, but he's, you know, stood on a cliff face, strumming his flying V guitar, singing free bird, with a chorus of other people behind him also singing the chorus. Do you know what I think would be good if they replaced our national anthem with? It doesn't really make any sense because it's American. But you know, when you hear English people being like, and it's really naff. And I'm not even going to say Mr. Brightside. Imagine if our national anthem was Sweet Caroline. Fucking people love that song. It'd be so much better. I think God Save the Queen is a great national anthem because it's so dour and dull and pessimistic. Just like we are. Yeah, you would, sad boy. No, that's Mm. just how the nation is. We're a dour group of people. I agree. Now I want it to be Dan's version of Mr. Brightside. <laughs> Anything but that. They pull together an army that includes some great heroes of America. Zombie Benjamin Franklin. Yeah. He right. invented electricity because cool. he had the key on the kite. Mm-hmm. Johnny Appleseed. He planted a bunch of trees. Across America. And Paul Bunyan. He was the one with the big cow. <laughs> yeah, he was a giant with a buffalo. Yeah, I know so much stuff. I'm so proud of me. Paul Revere also turns up, except him and the horse have now been combined into a Robocop sort of centaur. <laughs> Just fucking stab me in the eye now. <laughs> There's a big fight scene where Big Ben is fighting with Paul Bunyan. Wait, Big Ben? Uh, the clock? Wait. Big Ben, the clock, is fighting with the giant <laughs> Paul Bunyan. I really wish you could all see Dan right now. <laughs> I'm fucking done. I am fucking done. I'm We're taking another there. extended break. Fuck off. <laughs> We're nearly there. We're nearly there. There's like an Avengers style sort of stance. The blacksmith has got a big hammer and he asks the Iron Man, Thomas Edison, to charge him up so he can then use his hammer like Thor and shoot nice. electricity at people. Some red buses turn up. They're like big AT-ATs from Star Wars. How did they get there? And Martha has been turned into a Brit because she's been doused in tea. So it turns out that the secret <laughs> mega super weapon that they've been working on was a big blimp with huge tea bags that when it got into the atmosphere would rain tea on everyone and turn them into Brits. Because right. obviously all all British people like tea. I don't. Me neither. I don't. You're not British. So none of us do. I am British. <laughs> Just wanted- pissed off now <laughs> maybe that's why he doesn't like this film he can't relate to it as neither a brit or an american i am british <laughs> so edison finds a keg of sam adams beer and sciences the shit out of the keg to turn it into a giant beer powered laser <laughs> and fires it at the blimp in an attempt to reverse the polarity of the tea and turn it into beer because we're scared of beer and because that's, beer that's is the opposite of tea. my biggest problem. Beer is not the opposite of tea. 
Well, I mean, it, it is according to to the laws of America, well, and and those are laws that I believe. Some of them. Yeah, I'm not with you. And it saves the day. It starts to rain, but it isn't tea. It's beer, and all the Brits start to melt. Martha, who oh. is British at this point. If it was the opposite, wouldn't they just turn American? Oh, sorry, they do turn American. They turn into oh. like bros. Thank you. So they're all like a bunch of frat boy bros high fiving and with that sounds much better. Quiffed hair and stuff. Martha, who is also a has also been turned back into America, has a Sailor Moon style costume change, where she like shoots light out of certain body parts and then comes you love back anime, Dan. into her natural form, dressed as the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> this is so fucking stupid. And then there's the big boss battle between the Mega Wolf Benedict Arnold oh. and the rest of the team, and. They try and overpower him, and they can't. They end up losing the bullet. Can't they just get a necklace, like in Vampire Hunter? No, 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 because this is based on actual events. <laughs> George ends up tackling him, but is overpowered again by Mega Wolf. However, they find the bullet, and Martha pitches it like a baseball to... <laughs> Go on. ...to the blacksmith, <laughs> who then cracks it, straight into the werewolf's head whose head then explodes and thus America has been saved from Benedict Werewolf Abraham Lincoln turns up he is now a ghost he's like Obi-Wan Kenobi and he gives him back the Declaration of Independence George then tells Sam Adams that he can be the godfather to his son who is called Denzel Washington and tells him that he'll be like the drunk uncle I'm so sorry everyone I'm so sorry. Like the drunk uncle pen. I'm, I'm expecting you to finish this one. He I'm tells so Sam Adams he will be the drunk uncle. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. The drunk uncle Sam. Got it. Sorry. Yeah. My fault. My bad. So as they're all on stage and they're celebrating and everyone is like cheering, people start shouting out about what to do with the slaves and will there be rights for women? And what about comprehensive, comprehensive health care? And oh, we can't have that some one. guy gets assaulted because he just wants to marry his boyfriend. And the last line is, we're going to fuck this up, aren't we? And that is America the Motion Picture. And I think it is a testament to the American history and, of course, the American people. I really liked it. It's really fun. It's pretty fucking stupid. It's that same sort of, like, big mouth, weird humour. Yeah. But it's quite meta and it's it's fun. It's enjoyable. I think if you like the likes of Archer and Big Mouth, you'll probably dig it. What in God's name are we waiting for? Not attacking. Uh, begging your pardon, my lord. The Americans was just changing the kits into the stars and stripes, see? Then they sang a song for a bit, yeah? Now it looks like they're settling some personal differences. Shan't be long. We don't have to wait for them to get dressed. Attack, you idiots! Copy that command. Commencing bombardment. That's good. Pam, what have you been up to? Um. Hey. You oh, oh, you're back, are you? You're back. Sorry, I thought you'd fucked off. Melted in the rain of beer. I felt like I've been melted by that. He'll be gone in but... a minute because I watched a horror movie on Shudder. Yeah. Tell me more. I think you two. So, so we found our two. We found our our stereotypes for you two. Andy's the one now. This is official. The one that picks the film that's going to a either annoy the shit out of me or b won't make sense or it's just completely fucking random or meta or any of those things that's Andy's kind of 
demographic, I think. To be fair, I didn't watch this for the podcast. I watched this for me. Fine. Uh, you're a special kind of case where <laughs> you watch this <laughs> stuff all the time anyway, so it's fine. Of course, maybe we should all just stick to watching depressing documentaries. That would be much more fun, oh, wouldn't it? Oh, fuck off. Now, now, children, <laughs> calm down. So I watched The Boy Behind the Door. Um, I was looking... Yeah, I was looking to watch a movie for me for once. And this was on my Shudder list. And not going to lie, pretty much only watched it for... Because uh, I knew that Scott Michael Foster was in it. He was in a TV a show. 2020 film. Greek that I really liked. I'm not really going to tell you anything about it. So that's good for podcast content, isn't it? Um, yeah. <laughs> after Bobby and his best friend Kevin are kid- kidnapped and taken to a strange house in the middle of nowhere, Bobby manages to escape... But as he starts to make a break for it, he hears Kevin screams for help and realises he can't leave his friend behind. If you watch a lot of horror movies, it is basically two kids escaping from a house. It's nothing new. The kids in it were fucking incredible. They were so good. Give them little gold men or whatever. Little, little gold men? <laughs> little <laughs> gold men. You just want to give them minifigs, is that it? Give them the little gold Oscar man. Give them one of those. They were great. Yeah, not really. It made me shout at the TV a little bit. It was it was very suspenseful. It was very good. I really enjoyed it. The only, <laughs> the only thing that annoyed me was, and like with a lot of horror movies, they had a couple of opportunities to kill the kidnapper and didn't take it. And I couldn't work out if that's because I watch too many horror films or... Like the kids, like they're, t- they're supposed to be 12 in this. And I'm like, would I have thought to do that as a 12 year old? Or right. is this because I'm an old lady that watches too many horror films? Well, they are kids. So, yeah. you know, if they were just immediately going out murdering people, I think I'd be more yeah. worried. There was a couple of bits, you know, and I'm just like, well, stab <laughs> them in the face or something. Like, but. Yeah, yeah. but you, you, you're a professional. About you. Yeah, you're used to yeah, right. these situations and scenarios, and you've been there. <laughs> well, I hope I'm not used to them. Uh, but yeah, that was what I watched. I also started Ted Lasso, which was lovely, and <gasps> I was not emotionally prepared for it. But that's a different... Really wholesome, isn't it? It really Dan is. Was I, wasn't, it well. I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> not finished yet, yes, but I wasn't lovely. ready for I it. I finished season one. I love Jason Sudeikis with all my heart. <laughs> Sudeikis. <laughs> did you enjoy this film, Pen? I did enjoy this film, yes. That's interesting because it's got the same IMDb rating as America the Motion Picture. <laughs> and what is that? 5.7. That's a like That's a better than average. Yeah. yeah it's great don't, don't don't look at the cast or anything. There's like a couple of like <gasps> wasn't expecting that moments. And yeah, for for a basic you know, kids escaping from a a bad guy in a house kind of thing, you know, it's not yeah. It's not groundbreaking, but it was very well done and the kids were good and it was genuinely tense and and yeah, and the kids were great. You actually wanted them to get away, which is always nice rather than be like, ah, I don't care. Yeah. Cool. So would recommend on Shudder. Awesome. Another great one from Shudder. Long time non-sponsors of this show since episode <laughs> three. One, because I watched One. found footage on Shudder. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah, since the fucking I beginning. still haven't watched the making of found footage yet. How, 63 episodes <sighs> since the first one. I can't... It's on my Shudder list and I can't quite bring myself to watch it. <laughs> what's your emergency? 
Me and my friend have been kidnapped. What's your name, sir? Bobby. Bobby Green. Okay, Bobby. Is the person that took you still there? Can they hear you? No, they're gone, but my friend's still stuck. You have to hurry, please. We're tracking your location. Can you tell me anything about where you are? It's a house. Okay, a house. Do you know where it is? There's a lot of grass and trees and a big oil rig out front. Dan, <laughs> what did you watch? Well, I have... Before I get Imagine into if my it's a documentary. Before it I get into it. my segment. No 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 no. Well this 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 feels like a documentary. This my life feels like a documentary right <laughs> Was now. it based on actual events? <laughs> so that is depressing. You could say that. So I wanna do something I wanna say something before I get into my kind of main bit I wanna talk about. Uh I have an update on Neil Breen interview. <gasps> um situation if you weren't around for this a couple of episodes ago i talked about the possibility of having him on for about 30 minutes or so just to interview him and then play it on the show and just take viewer questions all that kind of stuff and then see what happens i don't know who's more excited me for you to say yes or andy for you to say it's not happening well i got good news and bad news <laughs> so, depends who you're talking to though <laughs> yeah for andy it's just it bad news <laughs> maybe so neil has politely declined because because he is currently working on twisted pair two and he doesn't think he's gonna have time however he's not ruled it out maybe someday in the past someday in the past yeah yeah (laughs) this is it's neil brain Someday in the past, he'll come on the show. It's Neil Breen. He's just going to edit himself It's Neil Breen. Someday in the past. So, I don't know if I'm going to get hate for this or not. Here's the good news. <laughs> so I don't know what's happening and I don't like it. I may have not been sober, like what a lot of stupid things I do in my life. And I was like, wouldn't it be funny? Because I-, I thought at this time... You know, he's not going to do it. Like, I think he's just coming up with, like, he was... He Have you done something so that he will now not do it? Have you, are you going to upset him? I haven't upset him. Have you told him that one of us has cancer or something? Are you trying to guilt trip him into it? No, I just want to see... He's not he, my make-a-wish. I just want to see for responses. There's no ill in... There's no, no bad intentions in this or anything like that. I don't like this. It's, it's more of a case of I want to see what happens if he does respond. So I... I come to the conclusion that I don't think I'm ever going to get it. If I am, it's lucky. However, I decided in, since I am the great content creator that I am, that to go out in one last rodeo... It worries me when he does this and he doesn't tell us. To do something for the podcast and possibly have some little bit of content for the podcast and see what happens. Why does he want to start beef with everyone? I wrote him a reply back... (laughs) And I oh, would like Dan, oh. I would like to read that reply back to you. Oh, Dan. Dan, what have you no, done? No, 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 no. Again, nothing bad in it. Nothing bad in it. Just calm down. Then why are you prefacing it with all this bullshit? Because I need to preference what's going to happen. So this is what I've said. There, there, there could be... It's just a very simple email. And, you know, make up your mind after it. So this is what I wrote. Hi there, Neil. Thanks for letting me know, mate. Uh, listen, I know you're busy. Oh, it's so good. No, that's only the first fucking. <laughs> that sounds bad already. 
Thanks, mate. Let me Fucking... let me finish. I'll stop at each paragraph. Let me finish because I'll be here forever. Thanks for letting me know, mate. Listen, I know you're busy, but I really appreciate if you do the podcast at some point this year, in brackets, maybe when you're film finished filming Twisted Pair and that is done. We have a boat ton of fans that listen to the podcast, in brackets. Tons. We actually boat. call our fans boats, which is quite funny when you think about it, lol. What? You're Were such you... a prick. You what? are honestly such a prick. Why? Like you have now. This is you burning How your chances. Yeah. How my prick? Bridges are being you, burned. He's not going to take piss. this a funny he's not, way. He's not going to do it. I'm not taking the piss. It sounds like you're taking the piss. Taking, it sounds like about? you're taking the piss, and also you were drunk when you wrote it, which means yeah. it probably isn't sincere. I'm taking the piss. Are we gonna, also, you've we're straight gonna have up to fucking lied to him by saying we call him boat. You've got not, very high pitched. It sounds like you're taking. I'm the not taking the piss. I'm just That's saying to Neil, like. we call her fat boats. Why are you lying to Neil? What's Neil ever done to Neil, you? Neil, Maybe Andy's allowed to lie to Neil, Neil but you're not. Let's put it this way: Neil fucking annoyed me. I didn't tell you that and I didn't want to say it but he annoyed me because he fucking dragged this on for a few weeks and then he just went no so this is kind of me going fuck's sake Neil so I wrote this back yeah but right? you know he's busy you yeah. know he's filming you know he's so why are you being shitty with him he said he he just dragged it on for so long and then he just but went, maybe no. he thought he might have time and now he's like shit we ran out of tuna so that threw off day 34 Stop and now we piss. need another two weeks I'm piss, not taking Bennett. the piss there could have been many reasons where maybe his lead actress was poorly they've had to have, add another week on because the camera sure. broke and he's like shit now uh, we're not going to have time he had to buy a new set of prosthetic ball bags yeah sure maybe all of his laptops died. All came to yes. life. I don't know which. <laughs> he lost the round stone, the fucking cube that no one knows what does, but it's important. Neil doesn't owe you anything, Dan. And he's sticking up for Neil Breen here, just pointing that out. All three of us are, all three of us on the podcast love your don't work. Don't put us in this! And uh, have a strong dislike to bankers, CEOs, and evil corporations. Have you heard of Toby Calvary? Once we went there for breakfast and had a shocker of a fry-up, no eggs, no Yorkies, and get this, the hash browns were lukewarm. What a waste of seven pounds. <laughs> Imagine just like opening fucking opening up. your mind and just being like, do you know what? This is what I'm thinking about currently. It's Toby Carvery. <laughs> it was a shit show. If we get Steve, lovely Steve on this podcast, you're not talking to him. Bennett, I don't trust you. This is how I create content. I go out of my way. I shame myself publicly, and I shame myself with good. And then intentions. you burn bridges. He's never going to come. But you burn the bridges. Like oh, the bridges burn. He says potentially in the future. No, the bridges burn. If you had been patient, it could have happened. He, and now it's not going to because you've burnt. The thing is, I might also send him an email and be like, "I oh, know. I just wondered if you could <laughs> just uh, to follow up on that. fucking dad." <laughs> Look, this is just done. Just to see if this gets a reply, okay? This is not enough. I'm not saying your films are shit anyway. Fuck you. I don't want to listen. I'm not doing that. You've been trying to start beef for months and now you're like, no, I'm not being mean. I'm not. I am not starting beef. So now you're picking on someone that you actually like. No, 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 no. Burning burning bridges. Listen, I'm not starting beef. If anything, I'm showing that me and him are alike. Like when I talk about the CEOs. And the hate of the CEOs and the bankers, like he talks about in the films. I'm connecting with him. You're making that shit up. No, I'm... You're, you're making lying that shit to up. him. 
you gotta suck some dick to get anywhere in this industry. But so you're I'm not. You're, this isn't you're sucking the opposite dick. Of, this, this is this punching is... him in the dick. You're not. I'm yeah, not this was the opposite. You're just taking a big. Dick. You're fucking balling a fist, swinging it round, and slamming it straight into his cock. All right, Jeremy Kyle. That's exactly oh, what no. you're doing. <laughs> I think having the man behind such hits as "I Am Here," dot dot dot, now fateful findings, and double down on the show. Maybe really, it sounds less condescending if it's not Dan's voice. We'll really do wonders for your merch sales. By the way, do you have any slow cookers as merch? I think those will be a hot seller. I know a guy who can put you in touch with any if you needed some quality rice cookers. His name is Andy. Penny's left. You've upset Penny to the point she's left. Just- <laughs> I just want to say slow cookers are a hot product is genuinely genius. I did a lot of reference to the podcast. That's all I did. Just think, before setting into another watch of Fateful Findings, fans could dig into some deliciously fresh-made rice made by the Neil Breen slow cooker. And before you ask, yes, you can cook rice in a slow cooker. I checked. Lol. I'm just having a little walk around my room. I don't... I don't... I just need a little... Oh, Carry on. God. I think yeah. telling him that we can increase his merch sales is bollocks because no one is going to buy any. Um, and I don't think people are going to listen. I just know that he is someone who you admire I and enjoy the films of and mm-hmm. I think you've burnt your bridges to the point where you're not even going to get a reply let's find out just 30 minutes Neil that's all I need just quick chat about movies filmmaking I think it'd be quite fun and I love to laugh lol stop putting lol it's the use of lol I fucking nearly snapped a pencil there I, I just ne- sat back down again and I was about to get up again I never use lol in anything <laughs> no nobody uses lol unless it's I, ironic and this that's is- the point it's... Yeah, but like three of them. Oh, guys, you're no fun. God. In case you can't, just a quick question that maybe you can let me know about uh, if you still if you can do a soundbite. decline this interview. When you do the catering on set, what are you bringing? If it's sandwiches, what's your favorite? I mean, the guys have a bet that you are a tuna mayo kind of guy, but we're not here to judge. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Is that real? P.S. Uh, I saw you're looking for CG CGI animators for your new film. I'm no pro, but I'm pretty good with Microsoft Paint. If you need someone to crop anything and move <gasps> it around knob. and all that you shit, you absolute knob. Let me know. I'm pretty much a pro. Love you again, from Dan. You're like the mum and dad of the podcast, and I'm the child. You're who's, so he's mean. He's a problem. <laughs> that, that was yeah. A lot of that was unnecessary. Mean. How was that being You're like, mean? oh, looking for people to work on your movie. I'll do it in fucking paint, mate. Lol. That's awful. He wasn't going to talk to us, guys. You well, don't he's definitely know not that. going to now. He was. He's in the middle of filming. He's busy. He might have come and done it. I'll try again under a different No, <laughs> don't ever speak to that I mean, poor man again. You leave him alone. I, in fairness, Penn, we aren't sure what Dan's initial emails were like, so they might have been written in the same way, like a cunt. So I'm it's possible. It. No, I'm not. It's possible that mm. there hasn't been a shift in tone. <clears throat> yeah, see, but as people who write emails to like PRs and stuff relatively day, often, every I day, feel like right. we would be pretty professional about it. Yeah, it's a good thing I didn't do a follow-up email. I've not done a follow-up email. Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. Do you remember we were talking about some of the awful emails I've had through Punktastic recently? Yeah, that was very. Yeah. The one we were talking about was a very similar tone. Yeah, but and there he is, just casually sipping his fucking unicorn well, cup. Uh, what is the matter with you two? Calm the fuck down, God! I can't believe you were such a dick to him. I really can't. 
I just can't believe you were so rude to a man that's busy and was nice enough to politely decline. Yeah, he could have just ignored you. Do you want me to pick this up again? No, leave him alone. No, as in... I think, I think you've done enough. The, the day, <laughs> the, 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 the feature, the time, whatever, what we're doing here. I'll pick it back up. Um, this was a nice... This is a nice segment into uh, something that uh, I haven't done in a while, actually. And uh, I thought it's a documentary about death. No, I thought I'd talk about <laughs> Neil Breen film, the next one in. The- <laughs> oh, God, now, now feel that anger, Joyce. Now feel it. Thank you for ruining my life earlier on. Now I'm going to ruin yours. <laughs> Neil Breen's fourth film in his discography is Pass Through. If you are a fan of these series, which I am a big fan and love, Neil Breen you can gather from this yeah. whole entire Obviously. segment. He has done many films. Some of the films are funny and they're questionable. They're, they're not really made to be funny, but you know, they're, they're sort of in that kind of category and stuff like that. And obviously, we can't be too rude to Neil about it. So, yes, we have to be respectful. Which I was. We don't, but we don't need to email him and tell him how shit he is, do we? I didn't say how shit he was. You are mixing words and you that I read the whole email and there was nothing there about saying he's shitty or anything like that. I was merely saying suggestions and, you know, recommendations for merch. We're going to have a full fucking conversation about this afterwards, mm. aren't we? I feel like we're going to have a proper, a proper blah. I, You're grounded, mate. I'm not going to go through pass through because uh, weirdly, when I say this, and it's probably why I, I wrote that email because I watched this film and immediately wrote the email. Um, this is my least favorite Neil Broom film of so far. Which one was your uh, favorite again? My favorite was probably just because of the ending is Double Down when he blows off all of Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> mm, that was good. Yeah. Uh, wow. Uh, or favorite- what was the one where with the the sniper was that Fable Finding? The sniper that was, was uh, no oh. the Fable Findings was the car crash. One. Remember when he goes into the shower and he still got the bandages on? That was on. the first one that we. That was the we, first. Yeah, one. that's the one where he he's no. That's with what the fuck does the cube do? That was yeah. The cube. That's the one with the sniper at the end. I there's am a sniper at the end. This it's just the same green screen and then there's like oh yeah, a and he standard, kills everybody. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. PS one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sniper scope. Yeah, I can tell you know. So I am here now was the last one I spoke about, and that was still shot in Vegas in the desert, and it, it was, was Jesus in the desert, wasn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Neil Breen was Jesus. He came and c- cleansed the world of bad, and there was a woman who became yeah. a prostitute who had a baby. There you go. Yeah, that too. Um, and they went to the Vegas sign, and there was no queue. But there was a yeah, guy who was walking true. and then looked down the lens of this, the camera. There you go. Funny enough, this is this is 2016 he may pass through. The next film is Twisted Pair, which is 2018, which is his last film. And he's currently making Twisted Pair. And that's the two. sequel he's doing. So we are nearly we at the end. Have we talked about Twisted Pair yet? Yeah? No, that's the last one I will talk about. <laughs> Every time you say Twisted Pair, breakdown. I just think of his ball bags, though. Mm. Of course you do. <laughs> that's better. one with the twins, right? They're twins? I believe the so. Bags. Yeah, oh. it's the first He's got f- four testicles. It's the first film that's not filmed in the desert. Apparently, from what I read, it's the it's the. He, oh, that's good. He got a new location. He changed the location. He just completely changed. You know, he got the money for it and stuff. But pass through is an hour and thirty minutes, and um, 
the reason I kind of knew that Neil got some money from his films was very obvious from the very start, as he has drone shots everywhere. Ooh! Got himself so a drone. Much, so much so that 60% of this film is oh, a drone shot. That's too much. <laughs> oh, that's too like much. It's going to make me feel a bit seasick. It is incredibly not smooth. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredibly windy that day. He's still filming in the desert, bless his heart. He's still wearing that, uh, remember that denim jacket? That's in all his films. <laughs> With yeah. the calf sleeves. With the calf sleeves and the badges. Still wearing that. Still got that whole gear and stuff. I just looked at his Wikipedia and I'd forgotten that his picture is him with his eyes shut. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, oh, he's a hero. What do you think the premise of, what do you think Neil is in this film? So we had Jesus Christ, we had Fateful Findings where there was some magical cube and he was able to contact his long What the fuck is the cube? And then, and then we had um, the terrorist. He was a terrorist. So what do you think he is? He was in, a little uh, terrorist. A little terrorist that stopped the big terrorists from happening. So what do you think he is in this film? Um, was he, uh, he was a spy before, wasn't he? Like a sort of, yeah. He's been so he's been a spy. Yep. He's been Jesus Christ. <laughs> he's been Jesus Christ. He's been a writer turned like spy. He was sleeping with a lot of women. <laughs> mm-hmm. In Fateful Fighters. I I know he's into theology or he appears to be into theology, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna say he's gonna be a lawyer who then turns to God and tries to rid people of law. <laughs> of law. Neil is an AI uh from another planet. Okay. Oh, we're going shit. Why did I not year. think alien? Yeah. And he um he's come to Earth to the desert of Las Vegas, yeah, once again. <laughs> to um to criticize the world. I'm not really sure. This is the most confusing film he's ever done. And that's why I'm still kind of processing in my mind. But wait to the end, because there's something special at the end I kinda need to talk about. He's uh he likes to make people disappear. And when I mean disappear, he learned how to do the fade effect in After Effects, I would imagine, uh, and then combine two scenes together where just the the actors fade away, and he just stares at them and they fade away. And that's his... is he making people disappear? Like, are they bad people? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, at least there's some some logic behind it, and not they're, just like yeah, that's fine. I'm I'm fine with that. They're bad people. Um, he's also got a tiger. Um. <gasps> Oh my god, where did what? he get a tiger? A tiger. Is it CGI? No, it's worse. <laughs> is, is it a it? fluffy toy? No, is it's it a not that. No. So I don't know why the tiger's there. It appears a lot, but he has a green screened a tiger, or he's got the stock image or video from oh. somewhere. Especially because he can see the green around the outline. I hope of the it's tiger. the tiger from The Walking Dead that he's mm. used. It's a white tiger, Ooh. white stripes. Oh, one of the freedom boys. Could be. And um, the tiger sits on a rock in the middle of the Las Vegas desert. And sometimes Neil goes up to it and stares at it. And the tiger stares at him. This happens six times in the film. And I still don't <laughs> know why or what metaphor it was. Because this, this film is full of metaphors. And I don't know. The, the tiger's there. there. There's a tiger. It's probably... It's probably to gain like knowledge and information from the tiger and an important, an important animal, you know, king of the, 
That's tundra. lions. Sure. Should it have subtitles? Lions aren't in the tundra. Yeah, but King of the Jungle is what I thought you were going to say. Uh, yeah, should it have subtitles and you just didn't have them turned on? Maybe there was mind subtitles. I mean, the images I got was just like uh, Neil's cropped face next to the tiger <laughs> as if he was like staring at it. But like, you know, the tiger was obviously not in the same scene as he was. <laughs> so there's the Neil Breen story where he's, for the entire film, just like in every other film, he's walking around in the desert and the same and there's a voiceover and he's saying things about the planet and how bad it is and humans have destroyed it's that same kind of fucking presence uh same kind of storyline again um but we do get like actual side stories along with the main plots Mm -hmm. where we get um we get people crossing the border from mexico i assume even though we're in vegas but i i don't really know what there's, there's a I don't think of, it's that close. It's not. It's fucking miles away. I think they're from... I'm not really sure, but they were like... They were crossing... They were trying to run away in the desert and they had like belongings with them. And mm-hmm. they were trying to get... They kept shouting, we have to go there. And they all had plastic bottles with them. And lots of uh, things you could say are recyclable. And they were all empty. And they were carrying these things around for some reason (laughs) to make it look like they had things yeah uh and they get captured by guys with guns and they get put into a house the men and the women are separated and they get captured in this house moving on this all sounds a bit too (laughs) they get captured and taken to the house they there's a house with men with guns and they take okay these people and they capture them okay so i watched this with my other half and she said oh yeah no it's definitely human trafficking and i said no this is neil breen you don't know what this is this could be (laughs) anything which i was correct in the end by the way i'll skip a lot of it because the first hour of this film is a lot of neil walking and talking and it doesn't make any sense what the whole point of this film this film could be 30 minutes long like legitimate it could just be 30 mm. minutes long not an hour and a half so good of tusk though to be fair so the, the what i learned is that neil breen as the ai from a different planet of course wants to get rid of all the bad people in earth so mm-hmm. that there's no bad people anymore and what would you describe as bad people just give me yeah, example you need to guys have, you need to have a limit like rapists murderers yeah. Kidnappers, sure. sex traffickers. What about reality? Walk too slowly in front of you on the pavement. Sure. What about reality <laughs> TV show people? Yeah, they should also be bad. Oh, people. I don't know. I really liked some of the people that were on the circle. Neil does a good job of putting everyone into the same bracket, including murderers and reality TV show people. Should be banished and dead from the world. Oh, and people that stand on the wrong side of the escalator on the chip. People who don't spread their sandwiches to the edges of the crusts, you know? Okay, right. In order to get his message out, Neil takes over a news station with news anchors there. Um, Green screened, of course. It's not really a news station. It's just the desk and then you see the green screen background. How many laptops do they have? Uh, Six. Nice. So... He mm. he takes over the news station. He also considers the news anchors to be terrible, evil people. 
And again, the way he gets rid of them, he just looks at them and they disappear. <laughs> so the news anchors disappear. And then Neil does like a kind of rebellion thing of turns on the news channel and broadcasts himself to millions of people and says all the bad people need to go away. I am going to kill 300 million people. The exact amount of bad people in this world. So he's a uh, mixture of uh, Light from Death Note and Thanos. Sure. Yeah. Sounds like it. Yeah. When you say he looks at people and they disappear, does that is it anyone he looks at? Like if he gives you the Neil Breen stare, you're fucked. <laughs> That's all I can say. Beforehand, he usually goes like, "That's not allowed," and then cuts to people oh. fainting. <laughs> I don't can feel so good. He, can he make them disappear via email? I'm just wondering if we don't see no, you next week. No. That be the reason. I mean, if I'm not back, then you know what Neil Breen has done, and uh, yeah, there you go. He's done a little terrorist in your flat <laughs> to stop the big terrorists. <laughs> yeah, but he tells everyone on the news channel to to even though he's killed all the bad people in the world and made them disappear suddenly in one day, which is questionable, um, he tells everyone to go overthrow your government, overthrow the corrupt can get behind. corporations and the corrupt government officials in your area, which immediately made me think, well, if you've killed them all, then... Yeah, they don't need to. Why would anyone... Yeah, the, you've got rid of all the bad people, in your opinion. <laughs> bad people. Neil is, Neil is literally Judge Dredd. He's judge, jury, and executioner, yeah. literally. In this but it sense. sounds like he's doing a, a terrorism again, but a big terrorism yeah. this time. And this even a, bigger terrorism. This is the because biggest he's like, terrorism. He's the biggest <laughs> terrorism, yeah. Because yeah. he's like inciting a global coup. Yeah, he is. Random things happen. I'm pretty much at the end of the film now. Random things happen where there are shadows that come over people's faces. That sounds a bit wrong. Let me rephrase that. <laughs> there are... <laughs> figurines that are like shadows that sometimes appear on the ground on people's faces and this happens throughout the entire film i had no idea what this was and when it gets revealed what it is there is a man that's not neil breen another guy who lives in the caves who has a rope the same ones as before the vegas caves that's true he has a rope and mm. he likes to make shadow puppets with his rope. <laughs> and by sure rope, do you rope? mean penis? No, yes. it's a rope. He's holding a rope, as in a rope. It's one of those moments when you think, when you're watching it, and you think, I didn't need to know that, nor was that even a thing I paid attention to throughout the entire film. Like, it was sort of like one of those like things that, I think he tried, Neil tried to put it in the background, like as a, this will come back later and will be explained. But it's not really like a thing that is important, or I, I don't really know. Anyway, the guy had PTSD. I didn't know the rope man had PTSD until Neil saw the guy, went in the cave, and, and said, went, You have PTSD. He went, You are free, free from PTSD. What was his trauma? Like ropes? No, don't no because he was ropes? clearly in a war, and now he lives in a cave. Sure. With his that's- rope. None of this gets he- explained. That's the problem. You don't know why he has PTSD. You don't know why he's in the cave. And you don't know why he's doing the shot. None of it gets explained. Neil kills a bunch of dead people. And the last shot you see is... Um, whoa, whoa, he kills a bunch whoa. of dead people. Did you people? say he, he kills a bunch of dead people? Yeah, let me explain. 
the last shot you see, which is the most technology-wise, the most advanced I've seen in the Neil Breen film ever. <laughs> he has a shot of the desert with him walking around the desert and like thousands of dead bodies next to him as he walks mm. around. The problem is he has literally copied and pasted the dead bodies <laughs> so that oh. it looks more because you can see a guy with a pink t-shirt and he appears quite a bit. So <laughs> a probably, few times. Yeah, a few times. stuff, so. And they all disappear. So there's dead bodies and then the dead bodies disappear. And that's the... I mean, I've got questions. And that's the Why end of that dead bodies? And that's the end of the film. Why the are there dead bodies killed? how does he make them disappear? Yeah. Oh, no, wait, because when he looks I... at you, he makes them disappear. So, so maybe he's just bodies. getting rid of corpses. Like he's gone to a, like a, a cemetery and gone... You are cured of your death, and they disappear. Or he goes to the cemetery and is like, we could use a tidy up. It's not really yeah. made clear because, as I said, yeah, he kills people by making them disappear, but unless so he's, like, murdered all of them and then disappear, it's not explained, and I'm not going yeah. to explain it. Well, maybe when he makes them disappear, they go to this place in the desert. Maybe that's what it is. Oh, and like, oh it could be. Like a maybe pile of a bodies. Little... Yeah. And yeah. then he makes uh, them disappear from there. <laughs> to a different part of the desert. Yeah. Just sure. seems like an extra step, to be honest. But yeah, I don't it know is. how his powers work. <laughs> extra work. You need more RAM. That That's the film. Uh, there is a lot I'm leaving out. It's obviously acted terribly, and it has amazing delivery and some incredible editing. And How many other characters do we have other than Neil-ish? 20. Oh, it's a lot of people then. There is many scenes where someone says one line and then it cuts to someone else. Like they'll say a couple of words and then it hard cuts to somewhere else and it's just brilliant. That's all. The reason why this is my least favourite is because out of all the unexplainable Neil Breen films I've watched so far, which is four, this one is the least explainable. That's why I couldn't really explain it that much. Hmm. And they're pretty unexplainable, even before this standard. Yeah, mm. pretty much. There is one thing I want to highlight, though. And I, it, it was the only time in the film that I had to stop, look, and go, what the fuck? And it doesn't even happen in the film. I sent you a voicemail yesterday and said, I just watched the credits of some film. And I didn't say what oh, it was. Oh, did. And... I couldn't quite grasp what I saw. Let me just explain. So the credits of this film. Yeah. First off, the tiger is credited second under Neil Breen. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> above, Love that. above everyone else who had lines at, like the tiger, and they even named the tiger. I forgot the name of the. They put the name of the tiger next to it as well. <laughs> Written, directed, produced. Neil Breen is there. All that kind of stuff. Um, Imagine if the tiger did the cater in this time. <laughs> who knows? What I also realised is that all these other actors that were in this, when Neil came up with their character name, he was a little bit lazy with it. For example, there's a guy in this film. His real name is uh, Boomy. B-U-M-I. Neil called his character Boo. There is Boo. a guy... Be you. Just boo or be you. Boo. Not like because he's a ghost. There's a guy there's a guy called uh Derek Jones. Neil oh, it's almost it... a Derek. We were so close. Yeah. 
I thought it was a Derek. Neil called his character DJ. And then, <laughs> and then there's a guy called, and I don't even know, this sounds like a strange name, but German Torres. And Neil called his character Jerry. It's lazy, but you don't have to call them like I know, Engelbert. it's just, it feels like he just saw who he was hiring and went, yeah, you'll be called just a slightly simple. Maybe they weren't very good and he was like, like, he's not, like, he called Boomy, like, Jeff. And every time anyone said Jeff, Boomy didn't answer. So I was like, Boo, what? <laughs> so maybe, maybe it was the actor's fault. I, I don't know, really. I, it's just a strange, strange mind, strange world. He also, in the, in the credits, puts a section called quotes so it has quotes and then it's followed by quotes is it a pinterest board and it's followed by crow albert einstein crazy horse carl sagan crazy horse the band (laughs) maybe it's his inspirations no he 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 actually i went back he quoted albert einstein crazy horse the crow okay. i don't know with the crow i don't know <laughs> just the crow he heard outside once but so somewhere in the movie he's cra- like ah! <laughs> that was the crow. crazy horse was um a native american war leader yeah, oh, yeah not the band. <laughs> so maybe the crow was as well either that or he's just a big brandon lee fan and then we come up to the main segment of the credits this credits is still oh. rolling by this time right this to me is just Mwah. peak Neil Breen, all right? This is just... You can't do this anywhere else but Neil Breen films. So, you're interested in the catering, right? Always. We love food. Don't know if you knew that about us. He, well, he has a lot more money now, Penn, and he can hire companies to do it for him. Ooh. So, casting was done by Casting N Entertainment. Set design was done by Scene N Collaboration. Uh, Light. Stop. N- wait, wait. Stop, 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 stop. Let me get through this. Lighting was done by Lightning, Lighting, N Films. Catering was done by Eats and Eats Film Incorporation. And makeup and hair was done by BNN Salon. Breen and Neil Salon, just saying. I didn't recognize this, but I looked at those and I thought, that's strange names for places or companies. That all have like N's that. in them. That was a coincidence. Yeah, that's, that's really strange. What's e- now... If they were fake and he was just trying to put on that persona of, yeah, I have companies working for me, fair enough, Neil, you can do that. But what's even stranger is what happens next when all of these, when that section of the credits is done. And then we get this, and I quote, any of the above listed companies in the credits with an N or a B in their name are fictitious. The work was <laughs> so he actually. told you they're fake anyway. The work was actually done personally by Neil Breen. So. So what's the point? That's that's what I couldn't get my head around. You lied. That is weird. And then you is it? Un-lied. Is he hoping you're not going to get that far down the credits? But it's literally like the... right after. It's literally oh. right after. Like I I I was seriously like. Mm. Trying to rack my head around this for a good twenty minutes, thinking. So he 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 was thinking about lying to people, and then he s- stops. Uh, why didn't he just put Neil Breen in there then it, instead of the companies? Maybe he, maybe he put in fictitious companies so it seems more legitimate instead of just having. Yeah, but Neil Andy, Breen. then he says they're fake <laughs> straight away. Yeah, but no one's gonna read that, are they? 
it's literally right after you see them. Literally, like no, it's I know, the next I know. Bit. Yeah, but maybe no, I know. But really those companies look. are going to be on screen longer than a sentence that says these are all fictitious. I think it's probably he did it for people who didn't watch the film and who are looking at the credits to see. Oh yeah, so it would like so, would that come up on IMDb? Is, is that legal though? You can't. Can you? Is that legal? Can you do that? Can you lie that these are fake? Sorry, I'm just a judge. I don't know anything about the law. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, um, I'm very confused by the whole thing. And I'm just like, if he wanted yeah, to I'm lie, sure. then lie, but not just unlie yourself because it makes it look I silly. think you're probably right that that way he can put the credits with like somewhere else. Right. Like, yeah. Like on IMDb or whatever, and he doesn't have to put the. Oh, actually, it's not true. But then, if anybody asks, it's like, oh yeah, it says in the in the real credits. When you think people have made merch taking the piss out of it, at least he's now changed it. They're going to be less likely to do it. Yeah. And that was uh, <laughs> passed through uh, Neil's fourth film in his series of films. I, of course, at some point in the future, maybe until long time because we've only got one film left until he makes his new one i'll be watching twisted pair which is a completely different from his old film so i'm very excited about it and um yeah no hate neil only love <coughs> only love to neil and i don't hate him and whatever you may think and don't listen to these two whatever you may think about my email earlier it was all done in good spirits. please let us know on reddit here's the interesting thing i feel like i took that better than most neil green films and i think that's yeah. because you're not showing the visuals yeah I think that. <laughs> it's the visuals that piss me off i only I didn't have to visuals look at any ball bags one, i think i think no you no you've shown the it first for one with the ah. with the bandage on his face and then the ball bags so yeah, there's it, at least yeah. two if i showed well, you the, visuals the, you'd probably lose it to be honest it's the the sort of demon one i walked off midway through but you were definitely showing visuals for it because i remember seeing a bit oh, where the mask. Oh my god, that mask we put in the artwork. The the yeah, where he's banging the woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And no, I think we've we've had visuals for all. We've tossed the bullet. Maybe that's why I feel so cheery about it. Well, I uh, again, I even though it's my, my least favorite, highly recommends a viewing a pass through. Um, don't know really know what my favorite. Yeah, I guess the double down, like I said. But yeah, but yeah, there you go. Neil Breen, another one done. Andy didn't get mad until. Actually, until I read the fucking email, but either way. And that was it. Did you know he has a documentary that he's involved in about his films? Yeah, the six film nine, retrospective. Yeah, the film, five film retrospective. Five film, yeah. Why haven't you watched it? You love documentaries. Because it's Neil sitting in a chair for, what, an hour and a half talking about his films and how he... Actually... God, I feel like that, that sounds slightly more interesting think... than his films, in a way. Ooh, depending on how it. much he tells you. Don't be mean. But like, no, but then he can answer the questions that we will never be able to ask him about oh, maybe, stuff. Maybe, maybe if I go through that and I'll pick out little extracts and see if I can find anything of interest, maybe. I think maybe watch Twisted Pair first. I will then, watch Twisted yeah, Pair then first. Can, yeah. And do, do the documentary as like a digestive. Yeah. And then we'll go into like the I premiere. Did with the Got us three tickets to the premiere of Twisted Pair 2 when it comes out, guys. So we're all invited. He's going to ban us from code. We'll be blacklisted. Yeah, we won't be allowed in. Hey, how you doing? I'm fine. Anyway, that's us. Pen, what's the social? What are we watching next week first? Because I legitimately don't know. 
Oh, of course. It's it's <laughs> oh. one of the favorite. They're talking about great films. Uh, <laughs> the Legend of the Titanic. For people who want to know where to get this, because you won't be able to find it anywhere. It's not on Netflix. You can wink, search on YouTube. It's pretty much there. It's been made available for free. Don't know if that's illegal, but it's pretty much on YouTube if people want to know. Legend of the Titanic. It's an animated film. And it's a joy. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Unusual Suspects Pod and on Twitter at Unusual Podspect. I'm at Penny underscore Photo Pit. I'm at Evil he's Guy. Trying to think of something, yeah, he's trying to think of something funny. You can tell who should he be banished and disappeared from this world. That's I'm too long. That's why we can't have Unusual Suspects Pod on Twitter. That's too long a Twitter name. It's 14 but, characters only. Yeah, you've got to have something shorter, just like email dickhead or something. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we've seen your true colours today. <laughs> yeah. I think it's because I've seen yours, but I don't know how I feel about it. It's not that bad. You're uh, just being too parenty about this, you, both of you. You're very, just chill. The it's views okay. of Dan do not, are not the same as ours. Oh What's my God. Email, email dickhead is available. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, don't get it, get it, get it. <laughs> Andy, what's your social? At Joyce's 21. Thank you. Right. We're back next week. Uh, film out of the hat. And possibly email abuse. Uh, the, the repercussions of the email abuse. <laughs> yeah, definitely getting some fucking beef. FBI comes up at my fucking doorstep either way. Thank you very much for listening. We love you all. Uh, love you summer's all. Ne- summer's nearly over at this point. So uh, get those Christmas cheers. It's nearly over now. Let alone in four weeks' time. It'll be cold, won't it? I like that I listened to possibly the latest episode where I talk about, they were saying like, oh, there's going to be a 40-day heat wave till September. And there fucking wasn't. <laughs> it fucking keeps raining. You have no idea how glad I was. I thought it was going to be unbearable. But yeah. no, it was all right. Wasn't, it wasn't as bad as last year. You guys were melting last no. year. No, February was a roasty time, wasn't it? Well, apparently there was snow in February. There was snow in February. What are you talking about, roasty time? My, uh, March Who was says a roasty, roasty time. time? <laughs> What's happening? Roasty so time sounds like dinner. April? Are we literally... Was it the hottest are we April? literally... Stop, 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 stop. Talking about food. Are we literally no, talking, talking about, about the, the fucking weather? Yeah. You are the parents. We're talking about <laughs> the past and the future and how I don't know which is which when we record this. You nearly ended it on weather. I'm so fucking... Got it. We can talk. Shamed. I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. Look at him. He's trying to be angry at us now because we're angry at him. And he knows when we finish <laughs> recording, we're going to have a go at him. You're going to give him a bollocking. All I want to say is if you do go out, make sure you take a coat. Keep your chest warm. You don't want to catch a cold. Don't get COVID. Keep wearing a mask. Love you. Bye. I don't give a shit if you get cold or not. I couldn't be arsed. Fucking go away. <laughs> Bow down, bow down, bow down, bow down, bow down.